welcome to episode number 11 of University of Vermont Medical Center Nursing Podcast Series, created for nurses by nurses. I'm Colleen Roach, an oncology and infusion nurse. And I'm Robert Hamble, a heart failure clinician and the chair of the Nursing Professional Governance this year. We started this podcast to share new initiatives, current events, and a chance to celebrate some of the highlights of the great work happening here at the hospital. Today, we have Kate Fitzpatrick visiting us to follow up about the cultural findings and etch presentations. And kind of talk about what's coming down the pipeline. We also got a chance to meet a nurse who sits on the board of trustees for, for UVM Medical Center. And we have an incredible story about a physician who became a nurse who just joined our organization. Yeah, it's a pretty great podcast. We're excited you're listening, and uh, let's get started. We wanted to take some time today. Um, it's been a couple months since the cultural findings, which are really meaningful and really impactful, especially in my work experience here at the hospital, just to kind of bring people up to speed on what's been going on that we've been working on, some events that will be coming up in the near future. So we wanted to bring Kate Fitzpatrick back, our CNO, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed on some of the things that we've been working on. Thanks Hi, for joining us, Kate. Oh, thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Robert. So I um, just for people who don't have the context of what the what the cultural findings are, what we're talking about is the work that Etch Strategies did to come into our organization at the end of last year, so November and December, and interview about 300 plus of our employees, all levels, all parts of the campus, and really understand from an organizational perspective how we were doing. We had been through a significant year with the strike and really wanting to understand how did we get to the point we got to. And so I think uh, the presentations, uh, for those of you who got to go to them, you know they were pretty powerful, very much uh, caused lots of ranges of emotions for people. They were quite well attended, too. There were some that were standing room only. Yes, Colleen. So I think part of the goal was to reach as many people as possible in the first wave to actually hear the principal of that. Her name is Shannon Casey, actually do the presentation because she did all the interviews. Mm -hmm. So hearing her translation of that was really incredibly powerful but I think we reached about 2,000 people through the wow. in-person in one so the next the next step in all that was to say we have 8,000 employees and so we reached just a small portion of them really and so how could we reach, reach more people and so we had videotape sessions that were facilitated by a senior leader and we reached probably another thousand people or so with that method the goal was let as many people hear it, have people share what their perspectives were, and really just take some time to process and, and just settle in with what, what does all this mean. I think intentionally, Dr. Leffler and others of us on the senior team didn't want to jump to action. I think that's one of the things we heard in Etch. Like, it's uh, our typical response to have leaders come in and say, what's the fix? And for this one, it's different. It's about shifting a culture, which means every single one of us as part of a larger community have to commit to what we're going to do differently. And so there's been a lot of like, what's the next steps? And so let me just, a couple of things that are coming on the horizon. One is we're going to be having um, a, a, a group I guess it's going to be more of a task force that's going to be interprofessional, involve all levels of employees that is going to come together to really help us think about what should be some of the next critical steps we take. And that's going to be really important. And nurses will certainly be, that's going to go to all exchange so anybody can be part of that. For nursing, I felt like there was a sense of urgency to really respond to not only etch information, but we have rich data from the Nursing Satisfaction Survey, the NDNQI. Um, we have information from the recent um, culture of safety survey we have lots of rich data and we want to act on some of what we already know is important for nursing so we're pulling together uh, on july 2nd i'm really excited we're having a summit 
where we're having over about 100 nurses come together and really help us think about what are the next steps based on what ETCH taught us, what we learned through negotiations, what we've heard through NDNQI, and really take this rich uh, data source of the voices of nurses and do something actionable with it. And will we be able to hear for the rest of us who are not at that summit, will you guys um, let us know what was what came out of that and what the next steps are? Yeah, that's a great question, Colleen. What's going to be really important? We're, we've asked communications to be part of that summit with us. We want the nurses who've been invited, we've tried to capture every unit possible and area. And in most cases, we have two nurses from each area. Part of their accountability in being part of the summit is to do some pre-work where they're gonna engage nurses in their areas, bring that information to the summit. But at the end of the day, communications is gonna have some tools that they'll be able to take back to share and talk about what's the next steps for how we engage the rest of the nursing team in um, how they can get involved in what we prioritizes some of the top um, actions and and if there's other things that they want us to think about. Hmm. It sounds like it's kind of the first step in a long journey that we're starting off and really moving in the right direction. That's right, Robert. Yeah. I think it is a, it's a solid first step. Well, thanks so much for coming by and kind of bringing us up to speed on what's been going on and the event that's happening on July 2nd so nurses know about it and what they can expect that people on their floors may be reaching out and using them as resources to get the feeling and the, the pulse. Um, so thank you again. Of course. Look forward to having you back again and updating us on how all that goes. Thank you. My pleasure. I am so excited to bring this next guest on for all of you to meet. His name is Walam Awato, and he is just joined our organization and he took a position as a nurse on Baird 3. I'm going to just turn it over to him because his story is incredibly moving. So thank you for joining us, Wallam. Thank you very much and thank you everybody and hi to everybody. Uh, my name is Walum Awoto. I'm originally from Congo. Uh, I'm working now at Baird 3 after working five years at uh, VNA as nurse and 15 years at Green Mountain as housekeeping, LNA and nurse. How we got here? I went to Madagascar for my medical school and after I finished my medical school I couldn't go back home in Congo because of war in my country and I became like uh, homeless in Madagascar the life start to get really tough. And that time I have two kids who went from a house of three bedrooms to one bedroom. We couldn't even pay it. And it was only $5. And one day uh, a friend told me, you need to go to UN to talk about your history. Otherwise you're gonna get uh, trapped here and get problem. I went to UN, I explained to them, and the UN, they, they told me they can't help me unless I become a refugee. And at that time, I, we applied to go to, uh, to Canada because we speak French, and we, they always ask for the second choice. The second choice was to come to United States. And then we came to United States without, without even speaking English at that time. And we came here, refugee program took us in charge for three months. After three months, you have to work to support your family. And without speaking uh, language, it was very difficult for us to find a job. 
uh, Green Mountain Nursing Home give us a chance to try to see if we can help as housekeeping. At that time, I didn't know what I meant housekeeping either. And the day I got on floor for rotation, and they, pre they give me the tools for the housekeeping to work with it. But honestly, I was not preparing for. And you were coming from being a physician. Yes, I'm coming from being a physician. And then here I become housekeeping. It was a little bit of a shock for me. But my wife looked at me say, okay, we have to do this for our kids. I say, yes, we have to do it. We started to walk. And one day uh, our manager came to see us and asked us uh, what we been doing home before to come here. And then I point that I was physician and my wife was a nurse. And she said, it's not, it's not good thing to use us in this place as housekeeping. Is there anything we can, I say, but how we can do because we don't speak language. And she, she, she opened a LNA program at Green Mountain so we can benefit from it. And my teacher was Mary Wright. When we started, she said, how are we going to do it? Because we don't speak English at all. When we're going to pass the first test, if our grade is below 75, and then we're going to go back to do housekeeping. Our first test, I got 90, and my wife got uh, eight, uh, 18, 87. He didn't rub that in or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, after that, we finished uh, LNA program when we went to do the board, and we are 11 students, only three passed. It was Joshua from Kenya, my wife, and myself. And then we came back to work at Green Mountain. And they put us on dementia floor because we can just interact with the patient without, it doesn't need a lot of things to, to direction to give. And then as long as we started to walk, uh, they really realized that we were from medical field. And then Dana, our supervisor, came again and said, now guys, you are speaking a little bit English. Can you do a nursing program? Say, no, that will be very difficult for us. Maybe a little bit more time to improve our English. So it was really cool that like, Green Mountain helped to push you to go from an to LNA to uh, an LPN. And then to become an RN, yes. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm still working at the Green Mountain. It's been 17 years, and it's another way for me to say thank you. When I started to pick up the classes at CCV, I got a good grade and, and I, I applied to VTC. I went for my LPN program at Randolph and then I finished my RN program here at uh, uh, Williston. And I became nurse. I worked at Vienna and I'm still working at Green Mountain. Now I'm here. I think you worked a little harder to get your nursing degree than most of us. Yes, uh, <laughs> it was not easy. The language was really difficult. And then the, the, the nursing program is very uh, demanding. You have to work really hard. And we just think uh, anybody can do it only if he put a lot of energy and believe in what he's doing. Yeah, that's my history. 
It's amazing. I mean, uh, <laughs> just learning about you and the work to get here and just learning about your story it just provides such great perspective. So you're part of the Baird 3 team now, and that was a brand new unit on June 1st. You all came together meeting one another, and how is that going for you? It is very exciting uh, in two ways. Uh, let me, to be in area, I can work with uh, different cases and help me to maintain my knowledge in medical field and help me also to uh, help the patient with the knowledge I had from medical school and nursing program. And I think it's, it's a great place for me to, to walk, yes. Well, we're very lucky to have you joining yeah. us at this hospital. I'm uh, grateful that Jenna Page, your manager, uh, made us aware of you because this has been awesome. Thank you very much. And I, I keep a great regard for Green Mountain. They welcome us and then they open us the way to live in the United States and work in the United States as we are doing right now. All right. Thanks, Wallam. Thank you very much, and thank you for this program. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we have with us today Pat Donahauer, who is the University of Vermont Medical Center Board of Trustee member. She is currently the vice chair and will soon be stepping in in January as the chair. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, good morning. So we're going to start on a real basic level, and we're just going to have you get us up to speed with our, our listeners about what does the Board of Trustees do and what does it mean to be a member? Right. When I was a staff nurse, I always thought, oh, what does that Board of Trustees do, and do they have any idea what's going on here? So I think it's very important uh, for folks to know that uh, every not-for-profit uh, healthcare organization of any kind has to have a totally volunteer board that represents the community they serve, that speaks for the community, tries to represent the community the best they can, and get very involved in the strategic planning and helping to guide uh, decisions that the administration uh, for the uh, medical center will make. So that's what our board is. There are about 17 members of it, and um, we all uh, spend a fair amount of time uh, as volunteers uh, trying to represent the community and for me to represent the voice of nurses. Wow. And thank you for volunteering because I know in talking to you, you do put a lot of time and a lot of work into this. And I know that some boards do have nurses, but is it usual to have a nurse as a chair of a board? Actually, that's kind of unusual. I don't know how unusual. Uh, I'll probably be finding out in the years to, years to come. Well, the, you've been getting some national recognition, <laughs> right? Well, the uh, American Nurses Association has uh, been calling me because they have a wonderful initiative uh, to get uh, nurses, more and more nurses on boards because nurses understand healthcare, understand patients, patients' needs, and are wonderful representatives to help make decisions for their communities, representing population health and representing all of the different allied health team members who are uh, trying to provide the best high highest quality care. Nurses in general tend to be smart people, organized people, uh, take their role seriously, prepare well for meetings, and have great suggestions. So that's uh, why people, why the American Nurses Association is trying to get nurses on boards across the country, and why I'm on our medical center's board. Now, 
in talking to you, I know you've had a really diverse nursing. You were, you know, a bedside nurse, an educator, and then worked in administration. For a nurse who's saying, how do I get to be on a board? What should I think about boards? That's a goal of mine. Any advice? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, there are lots of boards who need your help. Um, all the professional organizations, the uh, ANA Vermont, Sigma Theta Tau, for example, uh, are are organizations that need help, uh, as well as all our community agencies, United Way, uh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, so there are lots of boards that need nurses, and I would recommend that people just stop and think, what am I passionate about? What am I feel? What do I feel strongly enough about that I would volunteer my time and spend lots of time, not only at meetings but preparing for meetings, uh, getting to know my community in a different way by helping to understand fully the issues and the decisions that have to be made by our social service agencies and our healthcare agencies. And um, I think they will find themselves quite welcome and also quite valued uh, members of the boards. I know during Nurses Week, um, I appreciated the board's presence at a lot of the events. And I know that's an initiative for you guys to be more visible. Talk to us about that thought process. Yeah, so that's one thing that makes me very happy because I don't really like to be sitting in this seat on the board and have uh, nurses not know that I'm there. Uh, I really... Uh, want them to know that uh, uh, they have an extra voice on the board in addition to Kate who's doing a great job and the Dean of the College of Nursing and Health Sciences who's doing a great job but who sometimes is not a nurse herself or himself. Uh, so I'm there and I want nurses to know that and I want to be uh, uh, in tune with the major goals and strategic plans for the nursing uh, profession and so uh, when Kate invites me, I try to go to any uh, event, and it's a place where people will see me, meet me, get a chance to talk to me, and offer uh, me ideas and suggestions, and I'm so open to that. Well, we really appreciate you shedding some light on what you do and your, your role on the board. Um, it's been a, a pleasure having you, and thanks for making the time to be here. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. I love doing these podcasts. There's so much fun to do them and really cool today to learn about what came from the culture findings, what have we been working on since those presentations. And I'm excited to find out about July 2nd's uh, meeting and what comes out of that. And we always love meeting new members of our team here. Uh, meeting with Wallam was so heartfelt and his story is really incredible. Yeah, I think it's great how it just kind of shows the gamut of nursing. You know, Wallam was a doctor and then when he came to the United States, he is now a nurse. And now we have Pat who started as a bedside nurse and now is on our board of trustees. A nurse working on our board of trustees. So cool, so forward thinking. It's really exciting. We will be taking the month of July off. So we will see you back in August. Yeah, this has been fun. And, you know, we've just almost hit our one year of doing this podcast, and it's been a blast. We've met so many cool people, learned about great projects going on here. But the vision was always not to be the Colleen and Rob show, but more about nurses highlighting nurses. And we still want to get that across. And we're looking for nurses who may be interested in maybe doing the podcast one episode or trying it out to reach out to us. So... If it's something you are interested in, reach out to Rob and I, and um, we'll get you into the recording studio. Yeah, it's pretty snazzy up here, I tell you. Pretty snazzy. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Enjoy your month of July, your summer with your family, and have a great one.